All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Footwork, a podcast for those who dream big, never settle, and make their own path. I'm Sean. And I'm Dylan. Together with guests, we share stories and tips every Monday to educate, inspire, and create a community built of soccer players and dream chasers. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Hi, welcome back, everyone. Um, Today, we're going to be touching on my journey to Sweden, which included, I guess, a a year and a half, basically, different parts of Sweden, different teams, um, and my first venture to Europe. So, yeah, without further ado, we're back. This is June, our month of all things learning about the footwork guests. Here's my time in Sweden. All right, Dill, welcome back to uh, part two of Dylan's story. It's good to be back. Dylan. Sean. <laughs> Sean, welcome back. So yeah, Dill, you uh, you end up in Australia. You finish up there. That's where we ended mm-hmm. the last pod. And where do we go from there? Hey, what What's the hell happened next? Um, so I finished the season in Australia around September. Had a nice holiday with the family and everything. But I have absolutely nothing at this point. You know, I thought playing and air quotes professionally um, in Australia would do something for me. But I mean, the reality of it is, is that it doesn't carry the weight that you would think. And so, um, yeah, I, uh, I go back into the combine scene. I do another soccer visa combine with, uh, with Joe and them, Um, you know, me and my agent are no longer gelling, I guess just kind of came to, to an end. And uh, yeah, I end up doing some some combines, don't really get anything. And then I do, which was the first soccer visa um, like showcase. So the, he took a team to Iceland and Reykjavik and we played a few games there. We played against the, the Icelandic champions, Valur, which were getting ready for their... Um, they're getting ready for their European qualifier, so Europa League. And they were good, man. It was like a cool experience to play them. They were good. But I played well, and it gave me this belief again, like, okay, like, you know, I can I can ball. There's something here, and I'm developing as a player. And um, yeah, nothing came from, from Iceland, but uh, there was a team in Sweden where, you know, um, they needed some players, and Joe had communicated that to us while we were on the trip. And yeah, then I guess like a month later, this was like February. So a month later um, or a few weeks later, yeah, I got the offer to go there. And yeah, I was pretty uncertain at the time, to be honest with you, because it just didn't feel like a step forward. And that was always kind of my thing was to take a step forward. But I also knew from what Sean, you know, had said in the, in the episode prior that you didn't want to take a career break. And I didn't want to stay in the U.S. I didn't want to just play MPSL and and that be the season. That's two months. And I just felt like, you know, I'd be going backwards. And maybe I was going backwards a little bit here. Maybe it was a step back. But I felt like staying in the U.S. was a bigger step back. So for me, it was like, let me take this baby step. Let me get better. Let me get Europe on my CV. Let me see if I can, you know, start to catapult this and start to make moves in Sweden and get solidified here with a group of guys. So um, I can't remember how many were there the first time, but in Sweden it was, um, 
I think eight Americans, which was insane. And I don't know how that was legal at the time, but there was eight Americans, I think. And shouts out to all of them. Some guys playing NISA right now. Um, one playing USL, one retired slinging life insurance. Uh, one's in soccer visa with, with Joe in Costa Rica. And yeah, from, from, from there was a very interesting season for sure. Um, but yeah, I think we started in the, we thought it was, we thought it was the fourth tier. Um, and that was on us being naive again, but it was actually the fourth division, which is the sixth tier of Swedish football. And yeah, that's, that started a, a very interesting year there for sure. So let's, let's go back to Iceland. First off this, uh, you have nothing coming out of Australia. You had a good individual season, maybe, but not as a team, um, mm. There's a lot of shenanigans that happen with the agents. I don't know if you want to get into that or not, but you go to Iceland and you spend, you know, it's not free. You, no. you invest yourself and you go there and nothing comes out of it. Are you thinking at that point, like, man, nothing's going to happen here. You know, I played a season. I just spent all this money going to Iceland. I thought I played well and still nothing. I guess in my head, I always knew there would be something. So I didn't actually, there was no feelings of like, I'm going to take a break now and go into, you know, JP Morgan and invest investments again. That was never really a thought. And it was just like, I was disappointed. And during that time at home, you know, it was kind of tough for me because I was barely working. I was, I was doing, I was doing some things and I was fine, but like, it was disappointing because I just felt like, yeah, more should have came because I did do well. And, you know, I did, like I really tried, but I didn't try in the terms of like outside of football or not outside of football, but like actually getting the next contract. I was just in my bubble of I'm going to play and everything else will find its way. But like we all know, that's just not the case. So, yeah, it was never it was never an idea to me like I would hang up the boots at this because it was like a year. It was like, yeah, let me just, you know, this isn't the best case scenario, but it's not the worst case scenario. Like I'm going to go. And we were getting like apartment and food and it was like, okay, let me just fucking do something. Let me get stats up. Let me improve as a player and let's see where it goes. And what about when you found out that it was the, the sixth tier of football in Sweden? I mean, did every, every player thought it was the fourth? Well, division? I think, I think we knew. I think I kind of didn't want to believe I, it. I think I just didn't want to believe it. And it was partly to, um, yeah, just the idea of a sixth tier in Sweden does not really, you know, doesn't, doesn't excite you. It definitely doesn't excite you. And also I'm sure it was probably like telling friends and family and stuff and just keeping that, that idea going that, that I was a pro, that facade yeah. going that I was a pro instead of really looking at it like, yeah, this is not a great, league but like we'll see what comes of it because you know maybe we can ball out and do something mm -hmm. and that's that's where it was i mean with that there's some insane stories that we've touched on previous episodes with guests i mean wa yeah. walk us through yeah. i mean ketchup barbecue sauce well first off I, house <laughs> yeah first off i was i was i mean the, the apartment was nice but it was just it was not meant for six or seven people or whatever it was at the time. Um, and so when I got there, 
which was a which was a I think it was an Easter holiday. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't get into like late, like super late because the trains weren't running or the buses weren't running and, and no one cared to tell me at the, at the at the club, you know, so it is what it is. And then I I get there and I'll never forget the look on people's faces like I was the last two of us were the last people to get there. And I look at them and they're all in the living room and they just look like I'm excited too. like, I'm, I'm like super peppy. Like, you know, we got here. It was a long trip and like, I'm finally here in Sweden. You know, let's see what's going to come of it. And the look on their faces was like, like, get out, like, get out while you still can. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was really funny in hindsight. And yeah, I mean, I was bunking up with, uh, with um, my guy, Julian, um, which later led to me like putting some curtains in a in a in a living room just to like have my own little place because I don't like sleeping next to people, you know, especially like snores and stuff. It's the worst for me. Um, yeah. And we were getting food, but the food was like a lot of frozen vegetables and, you know, kind of some some dirt cheap meat. So, I mean, everything was just like we were, it was just, again, like a little ignorant to the fact that we just thought it would be like a rosy situation. You know, you thought you were getting, you know, housing and meals. And in the end, it's like, you're scrunched up, barely any space, you know, really in between people. And when you get there, it's like March and or April or whatever it was. And it's still cold as fuck in, in Sweden. So it takes a little bit of time and, you know, yeah, we weren't able to get a lot of stuff. There was always the the running joke where we could get barbecue or ketchup. You couldn't get both because, you know, the budget just they didn't have it in them. And uh, yeah, we to be honest, like we made the best of it. But there are so many stories from 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 guys and, and from what we did to just like make the best of it. So to bring it to a little bit more positive note, like. We would have we would have trainings and shouts out to our coach who we had on. Um, I mean, he was amazing. English coach, our gaffer there. And, you know, it was he ran good sessions and he really tried and he was like us. You know, he was he was younger. He was I can't remember what age he was at the time, but he you know, he wanted to make a name for himself, too. And wasn't the best case scenario, but he knew he would be the first team coach and he knew he had some guys and maybe he could make his way up and. Yeah, shouts out to Dino because he really did help make the best of the situation. And we trained hard. And then, you know, me and some guys, especially Marcus, shout out to Marcus, who's playing at Flower City right now in Nisa. Um, we got gym memberships. And, um, yeah, just tried to ball out every day. I gained a good amount of, like, muscle and stuff. And... Yeah. Mike went off for a second. Battle was, and yeah, it was good. I mean, for for those things, like we really worked on a lot of things that maybe I wasn't working on in Australia. A lot of technical things, a lot of getting a bit stronger, and you know, listening to guys who had some some expertise in some areas, and you know, trying make making mm-hmm. the best of it, making the best of the situation, and. I was playing winger at the time, which, you know, wasn't my best, wasn't my best um, position, but I, I mean, I balled out in the first half of the season and scored like 11 goals, 
six assists, something like this as a left winger in a three, five or a three, four, three. And yeah, just figured like maybe I could get out halfway because there's a halfway break. Um, and there were some things that came to that too. And I'm sure we'll get into uh, that story, but yeah, for the, I mean, for the first half dealing with things like we didn't have our own field. I mean, the weather was terrible. They wanted us to play on pavement at, at one point and we were like, no, that's not going to happen. Um, you know, paying our own way with the gym, the gym, the gym was funny. Cause like the guy who, who ran the, the gym there just had no idea. Like he didn't know what to charge us. He, we give him like Swedish money and he's like, is this monopoly money? It's like, no, this is your currency, my guy. Like, let's keep it rolling. And yeah, but it was good, man. Like there was so much that went on, but at the end, looking back on it, I do feel like I became a better player and just another situation where like, if I could do it here, you know, I could do it anywhere in terms of what's going to happen. You just got to stay afloat. Now it's, it definitely seemed like this was a bit more difficult than Australia in terms of just the living environment, although you were with other Americans, which I'm sure made it a little bit easier because you kind of were in it together, but it definitely was like, you know, like you said, this isn't a step forward. It's maybe sideways or even backwards, but at least you're in Europe now. So were you always thinking that this, you know, this part of the season or halfway through the season, maybe I'll make a jump to the next league. Was that always the focus? I had it in my mind. I wasn't sure how it would go because I was still learning how the system was in Sweden. Um, at least in where we were too. And I mean, we were in a town, it was like 400 people. Like it was, there was nothing around. We had bikes, but to get to the closest city was Urubru. And that was like an hour away with the bus. And even that wasn't cheap. So, you know, like we weren't making money. It was going off of savings. I was trying to do some things and um, get some money on the side and save and stuff and just use the, the food that they were giving us and just try and chill and get the next one. That was always in my mind. But I felt like if we can do good enough, a few of us might get snatched up because we're still, I'm still younger at the time getting good. Um, not good. We weren't getting good video. It was, a, I mean, it was a s- small stadium stadium mm-hmm. quotation marks. There was, it was a small grass pitch and yeah, I mean, it was like, just try get it and see if you can get out of here as quick as possible in a way but still like taking the time to to get better with the with with the teammates and it was definitely harder in terms of like the whole setup of it australia there was some better stadiums there was like more there was much more media coverage there was articles there was like interviews and everything and in sweden it wasn't like that at all it was like you're here in a 400 a person like small ass town with nothing around. Um, and let's make the best of it. That's really kind of how it came down to. And then is there anything, did anything come halfway through the season? Was there any opportunities or did they hear any noise? Yeah. So actually like, it's kind of funny. So that agent that I taught, talked about, um, we, it was never, I never burned any bridges. Because it was just like, okay, that's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. Like, you know, I think I was, I don't put blame on myself, but it was a learning experience in terms of like, okay, I was naive. And if he wanted to play it that way, that's, that's his prerogative. I don't blame him. 
but I did hit him up again because I knew he had some connections in Sweden and he had told me, but I mean, whatever came, nothing came of it through him after Australia, but I hit him up and I was like, look, this is what I have. You know, I have these highlights and we'd have like either one of like the assistant guys or like um, a team manager or someone who was hurt would have a video camera like on a tripod and we would get, we would get it through that way. We try and put up as close as high as we could off a little bench and someone would do it. And if it was raining, then, you know, maybe we wouldn't get it. It was like, it's crazy like that, but we got good enough footage where, cause we were scoring and it didn't look great, but like you get these goals and I sent him over to him and he's like, I mean, he liked, I guess how it's all. And he hit up some guy in the second division. So the fourth, fourth tier, so a two, a two jump leap in half a season. And they wanted me to come on trial. And I have zero doubt that I would come in and do fine in that league, like zero doubt. And they wouldn't let me go. The team wouldn't let me go. Team wouldn't let you um, go. Team wouldn't let me go. Yeah, they they said it wasn't. I don't. I mean, looking back on it, I'm not actually sure if it was illegal. They claimed that it was illegal and that I wasn't really able to do it. I wasn't able to take a a, a jump in an area unless it was to the third third tier. Like you can't jump during season unless it's to the third tier or something like that. Like you had to jump a certain amount to to get into a league that was more professional because fourth tier was like kind of like semi-professional where you would get, I think a lot of uh, under the table money, but you get an apartment or something like that. Um, And it seemed like a good team. Like, you know, like they had stadium, they had fans and I was hyped to get over there. I bought a flight and thought in our contracts, which were more agreements than anything, like I could go on trial. And, they, and, and really, it was kind of like small print. You can go on trial, but as long as it's not interfering with us. But it really wasn't. Like, I may have missed a few trainings, but I would be back, you know? But they wouldn't let me go. They wouldn't let me go for, for a trial. You bought the you flight, know? and they still didn't let you go on the flight. Exactly. So I ate that cost. I don't think it was a lot, but I ate that mm-hmm. cost. And that was really tough to get over because it was like, I got in, scored 10, 12 goals, whatever it was, had six assists, had good goals, had good volleys, and did enough. And they were looking for a player like me. And it was set up in a way like, okay, your trial is set. You come this date and get a flight and you can come. Got a flight, got everything, and shut it down. So it was tough because it was like, well, you know, it didn't matter how good I did. You know, the plan was always like, we're just going to keep you for the season. That was always the plan. It's tough. It was yeah, tough, but yeah, exactly. I mean, it was again, I mean, it was, like these were all learning being, experiences. You're being held back by this team that you know you have no future with, or you mm-hmm. know that you're not going to play here again for another season. Using Absolutely it as a stepping not. stone. Absolutely not. I mean, we, we ended up winning the league too. Like in the end, we won the league mm-hmm. and there was promotion. And now it's really cool. It was a really cool thing. Like, that was the first time I got promoted. Um, the only time I've gotten promoted, actually. And it's a running joke. Like, you know, that's something, you know, that they can never take away from us. We're division four. We're six tier champs in Sweden, which is ridiculous. But like it was a cool experience and we were really happy to do it. And we were really happy that we did it on the last day because it came down to it. And um, 
it was like, if we don't get it, then we might have to go to a playoff. And it was like, we did not want to stay longer. We wanted to get out of there and go home and like get some time to reflect and stuff. And we won and it was really fun. We had a great party afterwards and we met with the team afterwards and they're like, we're in the next league, you know? And they're like, we can't, we can't improve anything. We can't give you anything else. We're like, all right, we're like, we're all done then. You know, no one's coming back then. Like we did it. We thought we would get something. And, you know, some of us did get something. Some of us didn't get something, but like we expected them to at least improve the offer to -hmm. make it able maybe to stay again. And maybe with the coach, I mean, with the coach in the same team, we would have won again. It would have been like one of those stories, like, um, like the Brighton manager, you know, like Mm -hmm. you would take a few steps up and we just thought like, you know, maybe inch by inch, you get a few guys improve a few things, you know, maybe you improve some of the stadiums and stuff like that, just inch by inch. Cause I'm sure you get money for it, but you know, it was never disclosed for us. I still haven't gotten my medal. So (laughs) still a little upset about that, but in the end, like there's no hard feelings to the guys, you know, it's just the experience was what it was. And I look back at it fondly because there was a lot of great things like the nature in Sweden was unreal. And, you know, I would just bike to the lake, these huge lakes that we were, you know, living directly from you go take a swim in the summer and the summer in Sweden is like highly recommend for anyone to go out to Sweden and go around Sweden. It's very easy to get around with trains and stuff. So, you know, we did our time in Stockholm. We did our time in Gothenburg. There's a month long season pause in in these leagues where I was able to go to Denmark and Norway and different parts of Sweden, like Malmo and stuff like that. And it was, that part was fantastic. I look at it very fondly, but you know, unfortunately it was one of those things where it was never in the cards to, to go back. And it was never in the cards to catapult two leagues, which I probably could have. And who knows where I'd be right now, you know? Yeah. It comes to that thing. Everything happens for a reason. I'm not sure about that, but like, you know, my path was not set to be in Sweden at the yeah. time. How was, uh, how did they do the following season? They did it. And I think they, they again got like Americans and did the same thing. And got promoted. No, they got relegated. They got relegated. They got relegated. I think they got some Americans. Um, I don't think they could do as much as they did last time. I don't know. Um, there were some rule changes too. Like I will get into it in a second, but yeah, they didn't do as well and they ended up getting relegated. I'm pretty sure, mm. which is a shame because at the end, again, if we had stayed, I do think like we could have catapulted a, a few leagues in a few years. Right. But who knows? So you end that season though, but then you do have an opportunity that comes about. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Right yeah, away. Yeah. Or it was a bit after. No, right. I mean, towards the end, I got a, um, I got contacted from a team, Sefle, Safle, always tough to, to pronounce, um, which is a, uh, another p- place in Sweden, not too far away. And they were a league higher and they had some ambition. So division. Division. F- so the fifth tier. So it was the same three. tier, actually, that, that you got, promoted, got promoted to. But it was a better team. They actually had a stadium on a grass pitch. They had youth. They had a lot of things. And. I think they were in higher leagues beforehand and they were just trying to get back. Maybe I'm not positive on it, but it regardless, like it was another situation that was much better and we got a good offer much better. And first they didn't give us the highest offer and me and the, and, and one of the guys, Zach, 
we were thinking about taking it. They wanted to take us to a few of us went on trial, but they wanted to take two of us at the end of it. And, you know, we thought about it. We asked to improve the offer. They improved the offer. And, you know, we were looking, but again, like it becomes that thing where six tier in Sweden, I can't take that to Germany really. Like I could maybe, and again, like I could have been doing more, but I was really trying in Sweden. I did try a lot harder. I did try and email guys. And at the end, like it didn't work out with the team that wanted to take me on trial. I don't know if they were upset about it. I'm not really sure, but we got a concrete offer and Zach and I were thinking about it and, you know, try to get some other things too. But at the end it was like, again, this was the opportunity. And I wasn't sure about it. I really wasn't because again, I thought, I mean, one step up, like, you know, I know I'm, I know my skill set is better than this. Like I know I could be in higher divisions and I know maybe even with a little time, I'd have a little bit more time to shine and prove myself and, you know, really showcase my abilities for, for a team in a higher league. But yeah, it was tough. I was like on the edge of still trying. I was still stalling with it because at the end it just maybe on paper, it was just like, this isn't what I wanted. You know, I need more, but we decided to me and him and we made the best out of the situation. Again, you know, we were coaches. We coached for a youth team there. You know, we had our own setup. We had our own rooms that were better. We were getting actual food. Um, you know, we, we had the gym. There were some things, some things weren't as good too. like, you know, some things you had to deal with, but at the end there was still a grass pitch and a turf pitch and, you know, we had some things to, to take on and they were very nice to us there. They were super, super nice to us there. Um, but yeah, it was tough because in the end, it's that feeling again, you feel like you could get more and then you're like still a little bit holding a facade of, of being a professional player. People think I am, I'm not really correcting them either. You know, I'm not really showcasing that I'm a professional player, but you know, I'm getting, I was getting enough to live on at the time and that was good enough for that period but all things come to an end again um sweden was not allowing players again to stay on like extended tourist visas so you get again like in europe in most places you get three months but last time we were able to extend it and this time seems like they were not ready to extend these things again there was some stories that there was a lot of African players that were being treated very poorly, not in great living conditions and a ton of players and international players, not EU players playing together, like 10, 11, you know, African players not getting anything. And mm -hmm. so they, I think they took that and kind of scared everyone else and scared our club. They weren't, they weren't able to like extend our visas. They didn't want us to try and extend the visas because they thought they might get a penalty and really ruin the season. And at the time we were in first, I was leading the league in assists. I was playing more as a 10 role, which was very fun. And, you know, I got my foot in there and I was like really in a prime situation in that season of balling. And again, it was very unfortunate because we, I do think if Zach and I had stayed there, we would have got promoted. They didn't end up getting promoted. They ended up getting promoted last season, actually. So congrats to them. And I think we would have catapulted again. And I think maybe 
I even stay with them for a year and climb again, you know, like mm-hmm. take it year by year. And it's not vacation anymore. I'm in Sweden and I'm, I'm living here and I'm dedicating my time here. And maybe I, with those showcases and leading the leagues and assist again for an entire year, like maybe I take a jump to D1, you know, yeah. you never know, but it wasn't in the cards again. How was that adjustment to that, to the new team? Um, because now you're only playing with one other American. It's not a team of Americans with a few Swedish players, but it's a Swedish team. They were, they were dope. They were, they were very nice guys. There were some guys. Um, we actually got a third too, who was from New Zealand. So it ended up, we ended up bringing another guy through soccer visa. Shout out to Matt who, um, who was playing. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was great. Like the team again, Sweden, they speak English. Like it's very, very good. They were very, very nice to us. They really liked our abilities. We came in as starters. We proved ourselves. And it was good. The coaches were super nice. They could, they were, you know, they could speak English. They could speak Swedish. Um, and they had an important role for us. And they really valued us as, as players. I think all three of us were very dedicated in terms of how we approach training and we definitely had a good part. Like I played a 10, um, we had a six, we had a center back. It was all right down the middle. It was perfect. We had the spine and that's how it's, that's how it, that's how it uh, accumulated. And I think we did really well as a team. It was a good team. Like there was guys that we had one guy um, who played, who played like in Portugal, played for like, really big teams. We had some younger guys that were on their way to, you know, play at big teams. Um, we had good guys. There was good players and it, it definitely wasn't again. Like I still felt like I could go higher, but it was a good team and it was good coaches. And I felt like it's, it was coming. It was, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's frustrating, but it seems like Sweden, like you said, it just wasn't in the cards for you to stay there. You seem to be doing well and performing and everything was leading to the, to the higher leagues or getting promoted again and again. And then, uh, kind of got taken away twice. And then you make a move out of Sweden, but we'll save that for. Yeah. Just to touch on that. It it felt like it was never in the cards. It felt like there was just a few too many things in terms of getting opportunities, not allowing to leave, getting shut out from the visa process when I was doing really well and, you know, these things happen. There's very, there's a lot of unpredictabilities in this game. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was tough to swallow some of the things, but a lot of the things made me stronger and helped me to adapt in ways that I didn't know that I would have to, you know, when mm-hmm. I set out on this plan to be a professional footballer, I did not think I would have to endure some of the things I did, but I'm glad I did because right. Each time I did, it was just another notch. It was a notch on the totem pole where I was growing stronger as a person, first and foremost. I was also enjoying a lot of things. I was meeting new people and just experiencing the world in other places, which was like such an eye opener for me. Just learning the ways of how football was and how people were outside of the U.S. and out of that bubble that I was in, you know, because you go abroad and you go on vacation and stuff, but like. For me, I learned so much from people from these experiences. And, you know, I made some brothers along the way and some people that I'm still super close with, stay in touch with. And it was super hard 
to get through some of those things, but it was like, it just, it was, I was stronger to go through some of the things that I went through in Germany when I first got here. When a lot, I think a lot of people would hang up the boots. A lot of people would say, okay, this isn't for me, but in the end, you know, it was, it was for me. It just, it took a different, different turn. That's all. It built you a strong foundation to exactly to deal with some of the things that that happened once you make them to Germany, but we will save that for, for part three. We'll do some fast feet on Sweden. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Favorite moment. Favorite moment in Sweden over both two years. Mm-hmm. I'd say winning the league just because it was like, it was just an experience that um, I, I got to experience with some of my closest friends at the time. And um, the party was fantastic afterwards. And it was just a cool experience. It was a cool experience just to know, like, we toughed it out. It was a super tough time, but we toughed it out and we did it. That was the best by far, I think. Reason you would go back to Sweden? Reason I would go back to Sweden is definitely to see the country again. I loved Stockholm. I loved Gothenburg. I loved Malmo. I would like to go up north maybe in the summertime and see, like, you know, the... um, what is it called? The bright lights or whatever, you know, like, yeah, the Northern lights. I would love to see that kind of areas. I would love mm-hmm. to go back with family and friends. Luckily my family came out too. That was amazing. We got to stay in Stockholm in the old town. Um, yeah. I really liked the cities there. I really liked the culture there. Um, and I would love to like bring someone back and show them around to the places that I, that I was and then yeah, go North and, and see some other areas too, but beautiful country. Yeah, that is best food. Best food, actually. Um, <laughs> I'll say two. One is a funny one. They had this thing at this pizza restaurant by us um, called Nutella Pizza. And basically, it was just like pizza dough stuffed with Nutella with like um, with um, bananas on top. And it was like heated up and toasted. And there was like strips of avocado on it too. It sounds kind of, it sounds kind of crazy, but like it was the special treat. It was the special. This treat. was the post win meal. This was the post win. Yeah, they had like, it was a pizza restaurant that was right by us. Um, we ended up, you know, being boys with the guys who ran it, and it was, it was interesting food. It was like, yeah, interesting. But the Nutella pizza, and then also, there was like a few really really high-end cuisine places around there's actually in the town is a cuisine school and it was i don't know if it's still regarded as the best in sweden but it was at one point so there and around the area is like really good food and i remember when my parents came out just having like an amazing um like fish dinner that was prepared by like michelin chefs that was to die for Nice. But Nutella pizza has a, has a very special place in my heart. Favorite culture thing? Favorite culture thing. Um, the English. Yeah. Just being able to communicate with someone like it was very easy, getting into deep conversations right when you're there and being able to gel with guys. Um, yeah. And really meet super nice people along the way. It was, mm-hmm. it, I, I really enjoyed a lot of the people I met. Toughest moment? I'd say it's a tie between the two of... uh, You got to pick one. I would say... I would say 
it was harder being in Sweden and I was going through like a breakup and things too. So it was like a bit mentally, all of these things coming together, catapulting that one. We're not being able to leave the team and go, you know, mm-hmm. take my talents when I did really well and thinking I deserved it. Though that moment altogether was like very, was definitely tougher, I think. Cause even I did well in Sweden, but at the end it was like, it was a little bit out of my hands too. And it was, I was starting to get in contact with you and with Joe about opportunities. So in a way it was like, okay, maybe I'm going to get something even better. So there was a little bit of excitement from that, even though it was tough, mm-hmm. but being told I can't leave to go on trial, even though we talked about it and said that it would be all right, was, was the toughest moment. Mm. Biggest takeaway? Biggest takeaway is, um, yeah, those, hard, those hardships set the stage for you later in life where I just going through things that you you don't think you have to go through tough breakups, being told no, um, situations where you're promised one thing and you get another thing and just making the best out of a situation, making the best out of every day and using it to be better as a person and as a player set the stage for me where I knew like, if I can get through this, I'm going to keep grinding until like, I really get it. Like there is no end in sight for me. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And uh, yeah, I think that's a big thing to take away from this overall is that almost the things off the field were more important than what happened on the field because it set you up or prepared you for what was to come. And now ultimately you're playing at the highest level you've been at. And that was because you were able to push through a few things that many people would have quit, but that will be on part three. I'll be on part three. Yeah. Yeah, Shout out to everyone. I just want to say shout out to everyone who made that situation really good. Um, I'd love for you guys to come in and maybe tell some stories on the, uh, yeah. on the story that we'll throw up and ask some questions or let you guys ask some questions. Um, but yeah, shout out to Pat, shout out to Nate dog, shout out to Julian, shout out to Marcus, shout out to Omar, shout out to Zach, AKA string bean Corby came over, um, shouts out to, oh my God, the Brazilians shout out to Emmy. Shouts out to Dino. Yeah, I feel like this is like an award show. Let's play the music. Um, who am I forgetting? God, I'm forgetting some people. But yeah, it was a, it was a great experience. Um, shout out to Maddie at uh, at Safley. A great experience. Super tough at the time, but I recommend people to take the chance because in the end, if it doesn't fulfill you, you can always say no. You can always stop. You know, you can always just leave. And for me, it didn't feel like it was the right time to leave. I was still growing as a player and as a person and thankfully helped me to get where I am today. So yeah, Yeah. shout out to everyone who made that experience great. Until next time. Keep moving forward. Keep learning. And make your own path. Footwork is sponsored by ourselves and great companies such as Kong Fitness. But we love to partner with new brands to make their own paths, so get in touch if you must. Footwork.club, the official footwork website is now live, so make sure you go join the club and check out all the new content and all the new features. Find us on YouTube at Footwork Podcast. You better like and subscribe while you're there. If not, I don't know what to tell you. Find us on Instagram at Footwork underscore podcast. Great time there. Twitter at Footwork Podcast. TikTok at Footwork Podcast, where we like to post dance videos 
Those are great. But more importantly, amazing content for any dream chasers out there. Plug, plug, pass. Tell your friends, your enemies, your mother, your brother, your sister, your pastor. It doesn't matter who. Tell the mailman, your dog, anybody that can listen. Like, subscribe, review, because all of that helps while you're there. We'll take whatever we can get to join the club. Join the club. He messed me up. I mean, he can just, he can just mash it together. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs>